We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, one of Joe Biden's complaints about Republicans before he just decided to uh, label all the people who oppose him as semi-fascist was that he didn't know what Republicans stand for. He said they're against everything I propose and the Democrats propose, but what are they for? What are they for? I don't know what they're for. Well, now he can't say that anymore because the best indicator of what's going to happen is what's happened in the past and the republicans would like to have some things that have happened before happen in the future uh curing inflation would be good uh establishing dominance on the world stage again would be really good and having a republican president and a republican house and a republican senate would be good and so uh what worked the last time we needed those things to happen was that Newt Gingrich, Speaker of the House, came up with the um, contract with America. Now you say, wait, that was 1994, and Bill Clinton was then going to, uh, you know, was the president then? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about the Reagan era. And when Reagan came into the White House after Carter, Gingrich was part of a unit that came up with what everyone agrees gave Congress the idea in the 1990s to balance the budget to win a Republican majority. We are in the Republican Party today hoping that we can get back to the same ideals and performance of the Reagan administration. And so, House Speaker-to-be, I certainly hope, Kevin McCarthy, has come up with the modern-day contract with America, it is called the Commitment to America. And so Joe Biden now shouldn't have any problem. Well, I mean, aside from the fact that he'd actually have to read it and understand it, uh, he shouldn't have any problem knowing what Republicans are for. And I am definitely a fan of putting it down on paper. Now, here's the problem. When you put something down on paper, you have to own it. And the danger in being Kevin McCarthy and Republicans in the House is that you may want to do these things, you may be committed to doing these things, you may, in fact, step to the precipice of doing these things, and yet you'll be unable to do them because Joe Biden, as the president, will not let you do them, and I doubt that. The majority that the Republicans have in the Senate, if in fact they even have a majority in the Senate after the midterms, will be sufficient to override his veto. But nevertheless, I think it is a great idea 40-plus days in advance of the midterms to put down on paper 
this is what we would do if we had the kind of power in Washington that Democrats have right now. And, you know, you're a conservative. That's why you're listening to The Bruce Woolley Show here on 94.5 and 98.9 The Answer in Dayton and Columbus, respectively. You're not in the dark as to what Republicans and conservatives would like to do. We'd like to fight inflation, lower the cost of living. We'd like to curb wasteful government spending. We'd like to help people's wages increase. We'd like to drill for domestic energy and reduce gas prices here and provide clean natural gas to Europe so that they're not dependent on Russia. We'd like to move our supply chains away from China, expand U.S. manufacturing. We'd like to, oh yeah, secure the border, finish the wall, combat illegal immigration, get rid of the 75 people on the terror watch list who've tried to come into our country and the others who've come into our country that we don't know about because they're among the million gotaways that we weren't able to apprehend. Oh, speaking of crime that might happen in America, we'd also like to take care of the crime that is happening in America and the violence that's proliferating in democratic cities. We'd like to hire not 87,000 new IRS agents. We'd like to hire 200,000 more police. And we'd like to eliminate not just wasteful government spending, but also woke prosecutors who let people out of jail who, I don't know, run over 18-year-old kids in North Dakota because you think they're a Republican extremist. Or we'd like to get rid of woke prosecutors who allow crazed lunatics to pull hatchets out of their backpack and do all kinds of property damage to a McDonald's in New York City. Those are just a few of the things that we would like to do. Oh, and while we're on the uh, theme of crime and punishment, we would like to, on the world stage, defend our national security by rebuilding our military, not making our military more uh, savvy when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, but when it comes to taking out bad guys around the world, asserting our strength militarily, making people fear us. Yes, yes, that is something we would like to do. Oh, by the way, in our schools, speaking of bad guys, we'd like to get rid of teachers who want to do everything but teach. Academic disciplines, those who would like to talk about their sexual preferences and increase the membership of their deviant behavior. We would like to stop that. Reading, writing, arithmetic, not racism, by the way, no CRT, no SEL. These are not difficult things to pinpoint. You as a conservative cognitively know that these are all things that don't belong in America today because they haven't been part of America's great past. They certainly were not part of America during the two terms of Ronald Reagan. Did you think back when Ronald Reagan was in the White House that you would ever have to debate someone on whether or not a man could breastfeed or a man could have children? We've had Cal Berkeley professors testify in Congress that men can get pregnant. A Cal Berkeley professor with 
an assortment of advanced degrees react with shock and incredulity when a sitting United States Senator, Josh Hawley, said, no, I don't believe men can get pregnant. Well, that just shows you're transphobic. Hawley had a great deal of uh, decorum that I would not have had because I would have responded, well, that just shows you are insane. But we have to get away from being afraid to tell people they are insane because their response to us might be mean. They might label us in a way we don't like. We've got to commit to and say true things. True things. And by the way, those true things, while they may be harsh to hear, they aren't actual violence. They don't actually do physical harm to anyone. Okay? So we have allowed, permitted, not seen coming, a whole host of really ridiculous viewpoints to not only grow and flourish, but pretty much take over the forest of ideas in our country. And as I logged in today, the very first thing I do every day when I log in is to check the local news, right? So Columbus Dispatch website. What's the lead story on the Columbus Dispatch website today? It's a newspaper, theoretically. Diversity. What companies? Oh, let me read it because the, the uh, one that came up when I printed it out was a little bit different. So I have it right here. Picture of a black woman and a white male. What are Columbus companies doing to increase diversity and inclusion? Now, this is when you know a newspaper has become more concerned with activism than with reporting the news. What are Columbus companies doing to increase diversity and inclusion? Isn't it interesting that the headline didn't read, what are Columbus companies doing to increase productivity, profitability? That's not a concern. Are you doing anything to increase diversity and inclusion? Not how you perform, how you look. How you look. A company which exists to make money, to make product, to sell product, to provide services, whatever it is, a business is in business to do business. What does the diversity of the company, the inclusiveness of the company have to do with its profitability or its productivity? Nothing. And a business that is concerned with Something that has nothing to do with what its primary purpose should be is a business that is, at the very least, underachieving. So we're going to go through this dispatch survey about business in Columbus because we need business in Columbus. Businesses provide jobs. Jobs provide income for the citizens so you can afford houses, cars, groceries, although that's becoming increasingly difficult. This whole attitude that's addressed in the Commitment to America plan of the Republicans and reflected on the Dispatch website. We'll dis- deal with it. I've asked a question before. Are we a serious country? Are we a serious country? 
I mean, I think it's important for us to be a serious country. I think it's important for us to be focused on the things that matter, not the things that don't matter. I mean, if we were invaded or attacked by our enemy, that would focus you very quickly on things that matter. We got very focused after Pearl Harbor. We got very focused after 9-11. We're not focused right now. We don't want to hear true things. I'm talking about generally the people in power. And so they so do not want to hear true things that if you say true things, well, you're not just someone they disagree with. You're someone that has to be eliminated. Like the guy in North Dakota who ran over the 18-year-old kid. Because the guy said the kid was a Republican and he felt threatened. By what? By his ideas? You felt so threatened by his ideas you had to run him over and kill him? You feel safe now? Does anybody notice a difference in the way this story is being treated compared to Charlottesville? And the person who was driving a car in Charlottesville at the Donald in, in the in the early stages of the Donald Trump presidency and that became like Trump caused that. But Biden didn't cause the North Dakota thing with his speech at Independence Hall. So we spend a lot of time nationally on things that don't matter and wouldn't matter if we had something bad happen to us that focused us. The problem is when something bad happens to you that focuses you, usually a lot of people get hurt. And maybe the bad thing that will focus us will be an economic crash. And in that, trust me, a lot of people will get hurt. And I might be one of them. I probably would be one of them. You would be one of them. I work with a lot of people who would be one of them. So do you. So that's why I'm so bothered when I see this idiocy looking back at me from my computer screen this morning from the Columbus Dispatch. Corporate diversity. Columbus companies making progress, but how fast? If I were an editor there, I would say, have we done the story yet on corporate productivity, corporate profitability, corporate efficiency? Because I don't want to do the diversity, equity, inclusion thing until we do things that matter. Because this nonsense doesn't matter. It demonstrates how unserious of a country we are. And you only have to go through this to see what is very clear to you and me because we would focus it on profitability, productivity, and efficiency, not on things that don't matter. Like, how many people do we have working here who are white, who are black, who are women, who are men, who are Hispanic, who are Mexican, who are Asian? What does that have to do with your productivity? Zero. Zero. So I'm going to show you how seriously the companies who participated in this survey took it. I'm reading right from the story. The dispatch sent the survey to more than 2,000 companies and nonprofits, as well as chambers of commerce and city governments. The survey received 31 responses, 1.5%. Now, My last name is not Gallup. My last name is not Trafalgar. I've never been, nor do I aspire to be, a pollster. But I'm going to just go way out on a sturdy oak limb that will never collapse in saying that if you get 1.5% response to your survey, 
you do not have a representative sample size. <laughs> Come on. You're writing this stupid story about a stupid topic when you didn't even get enough responses to give you an accurate picture of the thing that's stupid that you were trying to gauge. They got 1.5% participation, yet they're going to make all kinds of bold statements about, no doubt, how deplorable we are in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because you know the thing about diversity, equity, and inclusion that leftists love? You can never be diverse enough. You can never be equitable enough. And you can never be inclusive enough. It's a unicorn. No, it's Bigfoot riding a unicorn. That's what it is. It's like beyond the pale of possible existence. It's a uni- it's a Bigfoot riding a unicorn. Achieving perfect diversity, equity and inclusion. I mean, I am really utterly amazed at how <laughs> stupid this story is from its premise to its execution to the comments from those who are supposed to be smart enough to know better. The other thing you do when you do a survey is you want to make sure that the people who are giving you their opinions are not what? Biased, right? Because you want to get a down-the-middle opinion. So who do they go to to find out about the lack of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Well, let's go survey Stephanie Hightower, president of the Columbus Urban League. Gee, she wouldn't have any kind of agenda in this, would she? Stephanie Hightower says, oftentimes, statistics please, proof, oh, sorry, not there. Oftentimes, black professionals aren't aware of openings on boards or how to prepare for them. There's a whole process you have to go through, she said. It's almost like it's an exclusive club. Oh, an exclusive club, huh? Yeah, well, um, it's exclusive in that they require you not be concerned with diversity, equity, and inclusion, although we have a ton of people on boards now who are concerned with it. I love this comment. Long-standing racial gaps among Columbus-area workers cost the regional economy $10 billion a year, according to a report released by, I'm sure it's like down-the-middle organization that would have no interest in equity or anything like that. The report came from the, oh, look at this, National Equity Atlas. How would they possibly gauge how much the regional economy is suffering in in a hard dollar figure? How would they possibly know that number? I would find it important that they include that information in this story, but it, of course, is not there. Because there is no way to gauge something. It's an estimate. It's a belief. It's a dream. A fabricated notion. And these are the things that we concern ourselves with. This is the things that, these are the things that they are concerned with in schools. That that superintendents... And boards of education in far too many places are concerned with. 